A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This is TalkSport Daily. Hello, hello, hello. And hello again. Happy Monday, my friends. Welcome to another Andy Goldstein TalkSport Daily Podcast with me, your host, Andy Goldstein. Don't forget, of course, you can check me out on Drive all week from 4pm. I've got loads of different co-hosts this week. Oh, check you out. Yeah, anyway. Now, we start the podcast by looking back at what was a hugely thrilling and controversial and annoying day at Lords as England aimed to level the Ashes series against Australia. Here's how it all unfolded. Of course, you will be forgiven if you fast forward this bit. Johnny Bairstow has been stumped by Alex Carey. He uh, essentially scratched his foot behind the, the crease as though to say, well, I'm just uh, marking my guard, but uh, it's now dead ball and it's a between over. So then he walked out of his crease. Carey, alert to this, has just thrown down the stump. Dead ball had not been called. So went upstairs and uh, the, uh, the decision has been upheld. There is a few people, certainly in those blazers going, that's just not cricket. What Kerry did at that level to win the Ashes is absolutely fine. It was pretty dozy batting and he should never have left himself exposed in that way in the first place. All on Bairstow that. It's a cruel way to go out, but he made a mistake and he's out. I think some of them might lose their membership over the way they behave. If I was a fielding captain at the time, I would have put a bit more, well, a lot more pressure on the umpires to, to ask them what their decision was around the over and then would have had to have a, a real think around the, the spirit of the game and would I want to potentially win a game with something like that happening and it would be no. Australia have made Stokes angry and you know what you don't like? You don't like Stokes angry! You know, we still had some runs to score and I knew that I was going to play a big part in that so didn't want to get myself sidetracked by something that I couldn't change and you know, just made sure that I was Staying focused on the job at hand. Incredible drama here at Laws, where once again Test cricket is conjuring up an absolute classic. England still just about in this. I don't know how. 264 for six. They need 107. Uh, you know, really satisfying in the end. Um, some some real problems to work through there for us bowlers. And you know, as a captain, I thought Stokes was fantastic. Um, he played amazing. So. Yeah, I'd say the cricket was the tougher part. Stokes might be out here. He's got a top edge. Alex Carey nestles underneath it. And finally, Australia have struck. You know, it's high pressure. It felt like an Ashes series. The crowd were certainly made themselves known. Stokes has got a head off. 155 to his name. He got England close, but he hasn't gotten them over the line. And England find themselves now 70 runs away 
and there's only three wickets remaining with just a tail to cut. These next three games is an even a better opportunity for us than I think that we've ever found ourselves in before. Where do you begin with this test match? Do you begin with the way that England were wasteful with the new ball in helpful bowling conditions on day one? Do you start with the way that England threw away a golden opportunity on day two, taking on the short ball, even though they knew that Nathan Lyon was never going to bowl on days four or five? Or do you talk about that uh, stumping of Johnny Bairstow? England have gone down here against Australia. They've lost by 43 runs and Australia are 2-0 up with three to play. We won 3-0 against New Zealand. We've won 3-0 against Pakistan in Pakistan. Um, we've won three games in a row twice. All we're thinking about was winning the series 3-2. It's Ben at his best. You know, For me, I've been sitting on the Cricket Collective for two years now. He's the best situation player I have ever seen. And the situation changed when Johnny got stumped. The situation was now, it's on me. And whenever the situation is, it's on me, that's when Ben comes alive. World Cup final 2019, it was on him. Even in the World Cup in, in at the MCG, when the pitch was, it wasn't the greatest pitch, he knew he had some time to bat and he knew it was on him to get his team over the line and it was again today and it was just just that little bit too far 371 was always going to be a mammoth total um and but there was times i'm sure even the hardened australian fans even the australian players were looking at the scoreboard going not again and <laughs> we were sitting at home doing exactly the same thing at this minute in time england got a leads 2-0 down it should be going 2-0 up and england haven't lost this because johnny best got stumped england lost this for me because they played some brainless cricket in the middle of the game and do you know what they shouldn't have been chasing 3-7-1 they're not going to change the batting what are they going to do about the bowling yeah, they're going to have to change the bowling. Um, the, the top seven are going to play. What do they need to do? They need to play smarter cricket. Keep being aggressive. I'm all for that. Don't change. Just play smarter. I've got no problem with the way England are trying to play. I just think there could be a lesson here to the way their captain played um, and pick and choose the balls that you try and belt out the ground. And I think if I had my choice, my bowling attack would be wood, tongue, broad, Moen Ali and Ben's and a bit of Ben Stokes would be the team I would I would uh, send out at, at Leeds. On to football now, and in the under-21 European Championships, England face Portugal in the quarterfinals, looking to book a place. I'm guessing semi-finals. This is how it sounded on Talksport Two. Taisi, the scene, quarter-final, the round, tries to whip it in towards the front post, it's headed goal by Fabio Silva, not cleared, Neto, great save, and James Trafford had to get low to cope with the mistake from Garner, Gibbs White cuts it back, Gordon, oh, brilliant finish, and he's found the gap, Anthony Gordon swinging a boot at the ball, and he fires it beyond, Selton behind, and the Newcastle man thumps in his second goal this tournament. Here comes the cross, up towards the edge of the penalty, ahead of goal, was against the crossbar by Aruju and England will slam that ball clear. England's biggest scare of the night so far. Portugal really growing into this and England need to stay switched on. And England have done it. They are into the semi-finals of the European Under-21 Championship. They have beaten Portugal in Kutaisi and they will travel down to Batumi on Wednesday night for a rematch with Israel. They will fight to reach the final. It was like a tell of two halves, wasn't it? You know, obviously England in the first half, they dominated it, they had the possession, Portugal dropped off, let England dictate play. And in the second half, it was Portugal will come out on the front foot. They didn't let England have any time on the ball at all. They pressed them high, they really went for it, but England stood their ground and no one cares really how you win a game and how you get through. The main thing is that you get through. 
And staying with the football, let's hear from Tony Cascarino on WSB, or Weekend Sports Breakfast, as some people call it, having his say on the recent transfer stories. Or sagas. Wide towards Mount, breaks into the penalty area, and Mason Mount comes up with the opening goal, drives it high beyond Pickford. He can score goals, he can make assists, you can be a little bit versatile with him. He's a fantastic addition to the club. Mason is one of them. He's a bit of a, you know, as a, he's one of them players that in his squad players will love because he has so much energy in the way he plays. And I think United needed that. They will need that type of player. And he'll contribute and he'll chip in. He's not a technical genius. He's not, that, he's not someone blessed with amazing speed. He's got a lot of good things that will definitely benefit Man United, like he did with Chelsea. He's had some really good seasons at Chelsea. I mean, people talk about, you know, Mason and, you know, he's done a lot for a 24-year-old. Mm-hmm. He's done a hell of a lot in the game. That's brilliant defending from Azpilicueta. If he doesn't get to that, Sterling taps it in, but he did get to it with his weaker left foot. Well, he has won everything. Yeah, exactly. At Chelsea, he's been so, incredible. Great. What he's achieved there, yeah. And I'm delighted the club have given him a free. They've not been any, yes. you know, sort of messing around. Yeah. They've, to me, they've done the right thing. And, uh, and he's going to, you know, go back to Spain. He's a Spanish international, mm-hmm. so fair play. Here's the Tornado Traore steaming through the centre of the Manchester United defence and playing it wide towards the right. I saw him at West Ham in a particular game, came on as sub. If you'd have seen him, you'd have said, how can you stop him? You can't stop him. Remember watching him at Man City as well when he scored a brace in, in a game at Man City right. at the Etihad. Uh, at the Etihad. And then again, likewise, thinking devastating. Mm. On his day, you could say he's one of the best players in the world. Unfortunately, his days were few and far between. Mm. To the Sunday session now with Jason Cundy and Perry Groves. And they discussed how good Cesc Fabregas was. The Spaniard announced his retirement from football over the weekend at the age of 36. Lovely finish from Cesc Fabregas and Arsenal 2-0 in front. It's beautiful stuff from the Gunners. Fabregas, what a player. Again, he was he was 15 when he joined Arsenal. He was in he was in the first team, around the first team at 16. So he was the one that I always looked up to, and the whole academy did, like, and he was the one who sort of showed us the pathway. Like he was in the academy, got in the team, stayed in the team. So he was one that I always looked at and wanted to, to follow in his footsteps. He's a sort of player you don't realise how good that he is until you see him live. And then you think, wow, that, yeah, that is... Well, he, I, I think he's one of the all-time Premier League greats. Oh, no, I, th- I think you're right. I think he is. Um, but I didn't realise... I knew how, I knew he was good, but it isn't until you watch him every week and then you study and do analysis pieces on them and you break it down and his, his awareness, his vision, his passing. Fabregas through. It's Iniesta to win the World Cup for Spain. That's the goal that surely sees them crowned champions of the world. This is Fabregas, makes a yard to shoot. Brilliant, the youngster has done it. Stellar career, just to give you some idea as what he has achieved um, uh, in all competitions. Uh, 303 appearances at Arsenal, uh, 198 at Chelsea, at Barcelona 151, where he started out actually as a, as a young kid coming through. He won the FA Cup, he won the Community Shield, the League Cup, Champions League runner-up with, with Arsenal, La Liga, Copa del Rey, loads of things. Internationally, of course, he won the Premier League with Chelsea twice the, and the FIFA World Cup and the European Championships in 08 and 12. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, 
people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. out and Wimbledon kicks off today. Bam, 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 bam. Yeah, you get it. Before we hear from Catherine Whitaker, host of the Tennis Podcast, and Jamie Murray, let's hear from his brother Andy on his chances at this year's tournament. You know, it's always been the the most important tournament for me in, in the year. So, you know, regardless of how I was feeling coming in, I would always, you know, do my best to, you know, be ready for for this one even if there was some ever physical issues niggles and what have you that you know I'd always yeah give my best but yeah you do feel like obviously as you get towards the latter stage of your career that you want to make the most of these opportunities because yeah you don't don't know how many more times I'll be here I do believe I'm one of the best grass court players in the world and I'm physically feeling really good and I prepared well um so there's no reason why why I can't have a good tournament. He's the most human of all the superhumans. You know, he does he does and has done superhuman things on his tennis court for the last 10 to 15 years. Quite possibly, he's doing the most superhuman of them now. The fact that he's even in Grand Slam draws with a quite literal metal hip. The guy's had a hip replacement and we're having a conversation about him competing at a Grand Slam. It, it's not For me, personally, I'm sure for him, it was, like was just a relief like <laughs> that, he, that he'd finally... <laughs> finally done it and you know doesn't have to get asked the question you know when you're going to win Wimbledon or or whatever anymore I mean I was I wasn't at the final I was playing a tournament in Stuttgart the following week so I had to travel that uh that weekend so I was I was watching it on um on my laptop on you know, it was 10 years ago so it wasn't like the streaming was particularly oh days. so um you know I didn't really get the full experience but when people ask me like if I'd I was, you know, regret missing it. Like I don't regret missing it at all because I was just happy that he that he'd won. And you know, he was playing Novak. Like it was such a fifty fifty match. Like it could easily have been here, been there, and it and it didn't work out for him. So I was just I was just glad he got to uh, 
he got over the line and um, you know could save the Wimbledon champion. Catherine Novak Djokovic, I think, is his favourite, uh, but Carlos Alcaraz is number one after winning a uh, world number one after winning a Queens last weekend. Do you give Alcaraz a chance? Or a good chance. I always always give Alcaraz a chance. He's absolutely the second favourite in my eyes. He's the most exciting male tennis player I've I've ever seen. That doesn't mean he's the most exciting tennis player ever. I don't like to do generational comparisons. I never saw Rod Laver play tennis. I've no idea if, if Alcaraz is more exciting than him. He's the most exciting and capable tennis player I have ever seen with my eyes. The British fans that go to Wimbledon, they want to watch British players. Of course, they want to watch the stars, but they want to follow the British players. And I think um, when when the guys and girls are, are doing well, winning matches and stuff, like it's a totally different atmosphere around the, the event, I think. And um, what about the women's uh, tournament? How do you see that going? Um, all other things being equal, I would have Elena Rabakina as the favourite to defend her title that she won last year it was a little bit of a surprise when she became Wimbledon champion 12 months ago but the way she's backed that up reaching the Australian Open final and becoming a consistent force in in women's tennis and becoming becoming a better player than she was 12 months ago we would have her as the favourite but she is a, a massive health doubt at the moment she ended up withdrawing from the French Open suffering from a virus um, and it seems that she's still suffering from that virus. She played a, a practice set against Arena Sabalenka a couple of days ago, and reports from those that watched her were that she looked extremely pale um, and underpowered. So factoring that in, I think it's an incredibly open draw in the women's. If you had to press me to pick someone, I'll go with Sabalenka to win a second slam of the year. Well, that's it, gang. Thanks for listening on the TalkSport app. quick, wasn't it? On the TalkSport app or wherever you get your podcasts from. There will, of course, be another one of these Andy Goldstein TalkSport daily podcasts at first in the morning, so do what you've got to do to get it. Until then, thanks for listening. Have a lovely day. And above all, be safe, everyone. Be safe. That was a podcast from TalkSport. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.